Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fortis Honor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) That's 12th level, I think. Even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or <laughs> bring out your rods, old man? Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline. <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk. Six <laughs> oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> what? We need dice for this game? Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. And I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, May 24th, and this is episode 111 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. It's been a few weeks since we recorded, so I'm going to let Tinzian catch us up on where we are currently. So Dungeon Master, you are a go. Despite having the mental concerns of hoping that the record button was hit and that I'm actually speaking into something that people can hear this week, unlike our last uh, snippet episode, which was a roundtable with um, everybody except Xanatari. In our last actual story episode, though, uh, Thorn utilized what appears to be the Rod of Orcus to absorb um, a large field of necrotic energy that was left behind by the apparent and I use air quotes because it has not been confirmed or denied, destruction of Orcus within the underground cavern that formerly held a drow city. Cesar has fled the scene and is topside speaking with the vizier. The party, which we are going to be uh, joining because um, Cesar is not here this week, due to a barbecue that we're holding tomorrow. So, we're going to bring this down to the party again, and I believe, uh, Sabre, you wanted to go first. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you recall what you were going to do? Yes. Yes, I do. The floor is yours. Okay. So, Sabre's been watching what Thorn and Xanatari have been doing and kind of keeping an eye out around her and she's just trying to kind of file all this stuff that's happened and as she's looking at them and she's looking around like a light bulb goes off and realizes there's somebody missing and she looks down at Thorn and asks Thorn, where did you send Cesar off to? (laughs) Why do you assume I sent him off anyway? So break it off your high horse. You crazy, man. You crazy. 
he was with you the last time and we saw him running off, we I assume that you sent him off to do something. He was about as with me as as a drow is a, a halfling. I Hey look, is that a badger? <laughs> I walk off. Wow. <laughs> tell what kind of evening this is going to be. As, as a further administrative note, uh, two of the three of the cast members this evening are pretty ripping drunk. Uh, yeah. So she, she listens to that and she's like, well, then he ran off. And her eyes close for a second, and you can just see the steam building. And then they fly open, and they're like, and she's, can someone tell me what in the name of the nine hells is going on here? Basically, we've destroyed this entire city and practically everyone in it. I've sent some refugees to who knows where. And then... An avatar, or maybe even the physical form of one of the most feared and evil gods in all the realm, appeared right in the middle of this cavern and used its own hands to, well, break a temple of love. And then just disappeared. And now Cesar has apparently run off. And as she says that, she turns and kind of looks at the path that she remembers him running off to. She only knows, and she connects the dots to where he was running and towards the crescent moon symbol, and it all kind of connects, and her shoulders slump a little bit, and you hear, oh, damn. And she takes off running towards the crescent moon symbol. I would like to turn to Zenitari at this point and say, he's a real Sherlock, isn't he? (laughs) I would glare quietly at you and turn away. I would... Pat her gently on the shoulder. I would grab your hand and push it backwards in a violent and painful manner. I now have a hand inside my forearm. That's not your rod hand, is it? It'd be a shame. It it would be a shame. It it very much would. Please don't break my hand off, (laughs) Xanatar. I do forget we just had an epic battle where you... Open, yeah, you started this. Started nothing. She just let me open the chest. Silence. There is not the actual definition of Sherlock, I guess, within the game realms, but we'll just use it for the for the sake of things. Um, Thorn, your arm is back to as normal as it usually is. And you're not feeling any different at the moment. Um, anything that you want to wrap up in terms of that portion? Um, probably not. I think I've got most of uh, most of what happened sort of under wraps, although it's still very confusing as to why it reacted the way it did. Not something that I probably would um, explore too much, given my very, very limited background in arcane knowledge. Um I guess at the, um, ah, what's the word that I'm looking for? Snubbing by Xanatari. Um, 
I would probably just shrug and see whether I can identify maybe a tunnel or a way out of this place. Okay. So um, go ahead and go with your. Uh, so you're looking for a tunnel deep in the underdark, which is underground and full of tunnels. A way out. I'm looking for a tunnel that is the way out. So anything that would dictate that would might might be the smell of fresh air, or the way we came, or I don't know. Well, Forge, we need we need to find Cesar, and knowing Cesar, he probably headed for the way out. So, um, I guess in this case, yeah, I'm just going to maybe look for a a passageway that might lead up, and that would be a twenty-three for perception. With your perception, you find that there is a rather large path um, that you came up when you climbed down the uh, the ladder a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. There is a pathway out that way. Mm-hmm. There's the ladder you came from. And you also notice that there is the scent of Caesar heading towards the portal, but the scent of Fluffy heading towards where the Temple of Loth was. Right. Going to head towards the Temple of Loth, please. Okay. Are you going to try to do anything further with Xanatari? I'm going to let her know. I'm going to say to Xanatari, Xanatari, I am heading towards the Temple of Loth, whether you like it or not. I'm going to say, fine! Fine. Go then! I will! Just do it! I am! Just watch me! I'm watching. Okay. Good. I'm glad. Xanatari. What would you like to do? Hmm. Denatari is grumpy because Caesar, who she thought was the person who she's closest with in the entire party, has disappeared into the ether after running like a coward from a fight, uh, leaving her to face it alone. We have Sabre, who she's sort of questionable with, um, getting along okay, but not considered part of the original party. And then we have Thorin, where she's had major issues, just a huge physical fight, um, crossing uh, purposes with him. And is hurt, too, because they had sort of a rapport happening there. Um, so at this point, there's tenuous threads holding her to the party in general. So I think... Um, I think her god would be interested in the Temple of Loth, and considering the fact that Oreo is still with me, and Oreo uh, was interested in destroying the Temple of Loth, I think I would like to go there, despite the fact that Thorn's going there. So I would go, but not directly following him, sort of like on my own path in the general direction of where that is. Okay. Speaking of Oreo, he is, or she, or it is, uh, has stopped blasting, continues to um, orbit your head. And in terms of the, uh, the black line that seems to denote its forward facing mm-hmm. side, it appears to have, uh, rotated to keep Sabre in line. Like it's watching Sabre? Yeah. Like, zoom, zoom, 
zoom, zoom. Like, well, as, as it orbits, it's just that, that line has now sort of swiveled towards Sabre. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I say nothing. Um, actually, that's not quite entirely the case, Sanitari. Okay. Um, you're starting to get a very disoriented, um, viewpoint, uh, kind of forming at the very periphery of your mind link. Mm, uh, can you be more specific? Kind of, well, it's kind of like a black and white TV. Um, someone's trying to tune a black and white TV that has a very bad picture. Uh huh. But you're starting to get some degree of image on the mind link. Okay. Um, uh, can I roll something to help me here? Perception, insight. I don't know if this is like a, a pure arcana thing or something I can just kind of try to to play like a... Let's do an insight. Insight. All right. Um, wow, this is going to be good. Uh, 29, because I got a high insight. Okay. Um... Something something is curious, and something is kind of poking um, at the mind link connection, sort of like you would if you were trying to uh, poke plaster out of a wall, and um, just trying to pick away at it. The image, when you are able to see it for um, brief periods of time, mm-hmm. looks like it's coming from the vantage point of just above your head and sort of swinging around as if you were looking out of uh, Oreo's viewpoint. Yeah. But you do find that uh, whatever Oreo is seeing in terms of however it's uh, viewing things, it is presenting something to you in uh, a manner that has enhanced your low-light vision for this these periods of time where you can actually see through Oreo. So it's like I'm seeing through his eyes, and I'm seeing what, Thorn, or what am I seeing? Your focus back on Sabre. I'm seeing Sabre through his eyes, and right. now clearer. The point is as if you are, the image is constantly rotating, but keeping Sabre in primary focus. Okay. Uh, hmm. I guess at this point, I would question Oreo. I have one question left, which I haven't used. Mm-hmm. And I would frame it in a mind thought, just as in a kind of like, what's the interest in Sabre? General question. Um, sort of not necessarily part of viewing Sabre as the group or an outsider, but it is wondering where the other one has gone to. It's wondering what is happening now it's sort of completed its initial tasking Mm -hmm. it has done something what it views to be just and good but there's now conflict Mm, what's the conflict the party for some reason it 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 has this perception a lot of you know the light and the dark uh viewpoints on things Mm mm-hmm to it, the party has won, yet the party is going their own ways. They're not together. Right. It's picked up maybe from something that Bert has 
subconsciously gained if Bert has that ability or from plumbing into thoughts or whatever. It has this notion of what happens when the heroes win. <laughs> so it, it's it's very, very limited worldview or whatever it translates as its worldview. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got a giant question mark over its head. Okay, I'm going to explain to it that even though families don't always stay together, we will all love it and support it, and we will never, ever stop being its parents. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm going to question, like, I thought that it would be loyal to me, considering it's kind of my pet, essentially, although it's extremely intelligent. So I guess Antari would get offended a little bit and kind of, you know, figure that he was her companion, so not quite sure what the interest is in the other two because she may not stay with him. It's not necessarily that it's questioning the loyalty to you. It's as if it's viewing the others as an extension of you. Remember, it's now Bert plus whatever this sphere of annihilation was. Okay. It's viewing, in a sense, not a disloyalty to you, but it's viewing you as sort of the brain and soul. Mm -hmm. And it may view the others as portions of Xanatari. But I get to be the brain and soul. You get to be the legs. You know, you guys are you guys have essentially <laughs> formed Voltron. Well I guess I guess that's because we do You're the hair. Work. You're the hair. I'm the hair. Yeah. I'm the hair. <laughs> So it's it's view it's viewing you all, viewing the collection as one entity is how it kind of comes by. Okay, well I would just reassure it, I guess, as much as possible. Okay. Um, Sabre, mm -hmm. as the as you're moving away and you kind of overhear what's going on. You're realizing that for the crowd that you sent to um, the portal, not mm -hmm. all of them have gone through, and there's a larger number than expected that have uncloaked and it seemed to be moving around the cavern towards you. Okay. How far am I away from the, uh, the symbol? Um, you'll be up on the symbol pretty quick here, so, you know, this round if you wanted to. Okay. She'll, she'll pull up a little short of it. She doesn't want to just, like, barrel right into it, but she'll slow up and just kind of look around and see if she can spot Cesar anywhere or anything that really catches her attention. Um, there's no, there's no sight of Cesar. He's not hiding behind a... A rock that you can see. Okay. Um, or, or you're not hearing his uh, certain squawk. <laughs> or the creaking and groaning. And... Okay. Um, actually, though, you, you do find that there appears to be a doodad, a scrimshaw, and uh, what appears to be a half-built um, little robot thing that is on the ground near the portal. Great. Okay. And the drow are, are looking at you quite dumbfounded. They're they're shell shocked. Is there anyone in this group that kinda that they're 
kind of congregating around or seem to be clustering around? Like now you. Now me. <laughs> oh, okay. There's there's a high degree of um males. Mm-hmm. There is a high degree of very young children and not a a huge ton of females. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that are present, you could sort of see why they would not be part of the hierarchy. Mm, okay. Um, she'll probably she'll close up to the portal a little bit and kind of lean down and pick up those things that looks like Cesar dropped. Mm-hmm. And just kind of stare at the portal for a second. She's kind of conflicted. She doesn't know exactly how to feel about it at this point, because she's wondering if she did the right thing. Okay. The drow start to ask, and go ahead and roll a insight check, please. Okay. Uh, 22. Okay. The accent on these drow, mm-hmm. they're definitely speaking drow, but the accent is not one that was covered within your training. This appears to be a dialect that has not been upon the surface world in mass numbers okay. or study that you are aware of. Hmm. Is it, I mean, is it rougher? Is it smoother? I mean, is it more surface it's- elf-like or... It's entirely, um, it's entirely understandable, but it has a kind of uh, tiltering sing-song to it that doesn't speak much to being exposed to, say, Druger or mm. um, other things that would have introduced a kind of commonality. Okay. Whatever this whatever this dialect is, this dialect appears to be centralized here. So, it would, so the people I talked to earlier, it would be the same. Yes. Okay. But it's just now. Now, as you're as you're thinking about it, they're un, they're understandable, but there's just you you haven't heard this version before. Okay. Um. There's also, you notice, a lot of wiggling fingers. Um, as they're talking, they mm-hmm. also seem to be having, there seems to be some sort of other conversation going on here. And in your training, there was a brief section that um, talked about a thieves' cant. Okay. There appears to be some other conversation going on in conjunction or separate from, topic-wise, what is being talked, spoken to you. She'll probably she'll try to get a, an idea of what they're saying with that, if she can. Um, don't have a good basis for it right now. Okay. But you see from the fear in their eyes that it may have something to do with that, or it may have a plan of some kind. Okay. But they they start to ask you questions as, you know, who are you? What's the um 
you know, what is the nature of just what has happened to them within this last half hour of time? One moment they are leading a to them normal life, the next second they are now gathered under the what had been the legal and illicit not illicit, um illegal and just heretical um, symbol of Illustrae with the Temple of Loth and ruins and the actual whole city destroyed. You know, how do you want to try to clue them in? If anything. Um, let me think about that for a second and come back to me here in a minute. Okay. Uh, Thorn. Hi. As you approach where the temple was, Mm-hmm. There's um, quite a bit of rubble yep. from the actual temple itself, and atop the rubble, sort of highlighted by um, kind of a fell glow or fell fire that had surrounded the upper levels of the uh, temple before it was destroyed. Mm-hmm. The temple has collapsed. There's still blocks that are burning for lack of a better phrase. Yep. Before that pile, up about maybe 30 feet from the ground, you see the silhouetted figure of what appears to be Fluffy uh, backlit by these fires. Uh, I would approach Fluffy. Okay. Um, go ahead and let me know if a 25 is um, better than your um, reflex save. My reflex is 20, so yes, it is. Okay. Um, It's going to take you a little bit of time to get up to where he is, just due to the shifting of the rock pile. But uh, your initial foray finds you um, in a path that is not going to work so well. Okay. And uh, you take two points of uh, damage. Right from up. Sliding and, and, and kind of tripping around on the stones. Okay. Is there anything that you want to say or anything else this round? Um, not so much to say. I think uh, Zenatari is still a fair ways back and. Uh, so instead of drawing attention to myself up going up the, the the rubble, I would probably be looking around at the rubble um, and trying to identify any any sort of goods from the temple that might have uh, been revealed. So anything like small tokens or something like that um, that are easily carried on the person that could be picked up. Okay. Um, there do seem to be possible passageways or nooks and crannies where those things could be located. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's nothing on the surface that you are able to see at this point in time. Okay. Uh, are there any close by that won't take me out of my path up to Fluffy? There are two. Um, I'd like to check both of them, please. Okay. Go ahead and roll perception. Give me a sec. Skills. Uh, first one is a natural 20. Whoa. Um, 
there was definitely some issues with uh, air pressure mm -hmm. being a cataclysmic event of destroying the temple. And it looks like a couple items may have been blown out of a deeper um, chamber by the force of the, the blocks crashing to the ground. Mm -hmm. You're able to see a couple silverish items, probably about the size of a goblet. What they are, or um, better descriptions of them, are not available at this point in time. Okay. But as you're going by, there's some stuff you could grab and potentially stash with um, some degree of um, covertness. Okay, I'd like to pick up uh, a couple of the items, if I could. Whatever I can fit in my uh, my hands without being burdened. Sort of stuff okay. that's sort of plucked off the top and I could sort of put into a pouch or, or uh, a, a semi-large bag at my, my waist. Okay, you're able to get about half the items and the other larger ones um, you would not be able to follow in that criteria. Um, I'm going to stop for a moment and mark this spot if I can. Okay. Um, just so that on my way down I can pick up anything that's sort of remaining. And I'd like to use a... I'd probably like to scratch a mark into uh, either the stone or or maybe prop up some rocks in a, in a fashion that would only sort of identify that pocket to me. Okay. Um, just so I can find it on the way back. You would find that it is not possible to make a mark on the stone. Mm -hmm. um, it resists scratching, and if you had, uh, I don't believe you have chalk, but if you had chalk, you would find that whatever you marked would blow away off the stone pretty much immediately. So there is some degree of um, magic remaining. Okay. Um, you wouldn't be able to leave something to try and, and mark it, though. Okay. Um, uh, I believe that I still have my gem from the um, Earth Elemental. When did you get a gem from the Earth Elemental? When I was buried by it. You grabbed mm -hmm. it out of the dirt? Yeah. Uh, it's just a small one. Yeah, I think you grabbed one of the eyes as it was rotating around. I um, did, actually. I have the gem from there, that's why I'm asking. Ah, uh, okay. I think I might have grabbed one or two when it departed or something. Remember it left some amethyst behind? Yep. In the in the tunnel? Yep. Um, a couple of you snaked. Yeah, I just, I'm going to place one of the smaller gems, maybe in a, uh, a corner or like a, a small nook somewhere, just so I can... Um, identify it when I come back through. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll then for your second perception. Uh, that'll be 15 plus 17, which is, uh, 32. Okay. By the way, with the natural 20, I'm going to let you be able to figure your way back. You seem to have a pretty good, um, sense of where that is. So if the marker gets moved later, you'd still actually be able to find your way back. Okay, cool. The other one uh, you notice is an empty alcove, but there's a fissure, whether it is natural or not, uh, exists between a couple of the blocks and uh, what appears to be further down 
maybe 20 feet beyond that, there appears to be another opening that mm -hmm. might extend into the actual ground itself. At approximately 50 feet looking down, you see a large stream, not stream, but uh, a slit that appears to be fully colored with silver. Okay. Um, so it's 50 feet down, yeah? It's 50 feet down. It's extremely tight and narrow. But if you had your door closed and someone had the light on in the hallway outside the door, it's that light under... It's, it's kind of the effect is sort of like that light under the door, but it's entirely silver. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, like kind of like seeing the the light um, bleeding through the the underneath the door, the, right. the small, yeah, okay, small but, gap of silver. But in this case, it's it's like a a fissure or some sort of break or crack. Sabres and Atari, do you understand the description? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Xanatar, are you good? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it looks like it would be quite the climb and extremely narrow. Okay. Um, uh, I'd like to look at Fluffy. Is there, like, an air of impatience uh, that he might be holding? Um... No. Is he waiting for something? Like, okay, I guess probably the easiest thing to do is roll an insight check to see what um, what I might be able to determine from where Fluffy is standing, whether he's found something or along okay. those lines. Uh, insight. That'll be a 28. You sense that Fluffy doesn't know what to do. It's either waiting for the next shoe to drop or it's grappling with an idea and concept in its own an animal intelligent way mm -hmm. that it's never had the ability to deal with before. Um, you have sense that you treating it quote unquote nice or nicer than the other drow that it has a degree of loyalty towards you. This concept was difficult for it to understand or accept. This concept, and this is somewhat out of character information, this concept of freedom, because now, really, it cannot be hunted again by Lolth, or at least from this temple, mm -hmm. is, is blown its mind. It really doesn't know what to do right now, so it's sort of at the epicenter, waiting in case the other shoe drops, that it, you know, it won't have to wait and suffer. Okay, um, if that's what I can sort of tell from it, then uh, it's sort of made my decision easier. I would probably beckon to Fluffy to to come to me. Um, you know, in, in the usual fashion that I communicate with, with Fluffy. Um, we're gonna go spelunking. Fluffy so. is, is, is very scared about this whole thing. It is, it is frightened about this thing. Do you have an ocarina? No, but I can use my hands as one. Ca -ca. Shut up. 
Let's go to Xanatari for for now, and we'll just kind of keep this going along. Mm-hmm. So, uh, America Eagles. Yeah, just just so you understand, Sabre, I've made some observations recently that you guys are really fond of flags and eagles and patriotism and freedom. <laughs> patriotism all the time. All those small things, those minor little things. Just those those small things and. Uh, only recently we uh, we attended a choral festival and some of the songs they were singing were very patriotic to the point mm-hmm. they got stuck in my head. <laughs> Grand old flag. Yes, indeed. And since then I've been making jokes about every time I hear some sort of patriotic statement, I imagine like a semi-transparent eagle like sort of bursting forth from a, a waving American flag with two fireworks and sort of like fountains on either side. So Happy Memorial Day from Australia. P.S. Suck it. I'm looking forward to Memorial Day. To America. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Zentar has been following porn like at a distance, not directly behind him, but sort of her own path. And I would see, I assume, him go into various holes in the ground and pop out again. Take a great deal of time constructing a little pyramid at the edge of a uh, opening and leaving some stuff on the ground. Is that the case? Yes, it is. Then I would want to follow to that point, which I can only assume that he's passed and is involved with Fluffy. So I'd want to go up to that um, small marker and take a look at it. And I guess I will roll a hmm, either Dungeoneering or Perception. Which would you prefer? What do you? What would you like to do with what? Whatever you're. Well, I want to steal the gem, and I want to move away the marker, and then I want to go down inside. Let's go with Dungeoneering. Okay. So small the number. Oh, 20. Okay, not natural, though, correct? Uh, yeah, actually, 18 plus that. Well, actually, no. No, it's not natural. Sorry, 20, okay. regular. All right. Um, you are able to move the... Uh, Karn? Move the small pile. Karn. Yep, you can move the Karn. And uh, you can move it to another block. It doesn't seem to explode on you in any, in any sort of way. Can I move it to, like, another path? Like, a, another opening? Is there one near me that I can like, kind of mm-hmm. shift it over? Yeah, there's a, there's a limited limited set that you can use right now. But Centaur is very bitter. Just going to play this you out. Could, you could move it and probably have the... The full power of being able to um, uh, do it in a way that, for the most untrained eyes, okay. it it look it, it would look right. Okay, then I would go inside and pick up whatever it is that's left there that he hasn't gotten that he obviously felt was important enough to return for. Okay, there's twelve goblet size to small paper book sized um, silver objects. Okay, I want to pick up as many as I can carry, and one of which I will make sure that I put into a pouch, which I've newly found in my gear. I don't look inside, but I open it enough to put one of the smaller objects in for later um, perusal. Okay. Um, But you're able to clear that out, and your 
deity, there's a satisfaction that this temple has been destroyed. There's anger and confusion over the fact that it was done by another deity. But this deity kind of wants to get a punch in while Loth is down. <laughs> okay. How about stealing the sacred silver objects? No, does that count as a punch? Mm, no. Okay, wow, more. Do I have an idea of what would be desecration? Like, what what can I desecrate here? It's already pretty much a rubble pile. Your your deity seems to think that you are quite versed in such ideas already. Sensori and... pulls down her leather jerkin. No, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so far you you've you've crispied a couple critters, and you know you've you've done some things. You seem to have a have a way with your actions, you know, what what sort of way would you go about just really putting your deity's mark on this sort of place? Think interrogation. Uh, okay, I guess I would take out the silver objects and examine them more closely. Okay. They appear to be either um, narrow, uh, and gets a silver. Okay. There's a couple items that look like they could be either just something laying around a drow domicile or okay. uh, useful in some sort of service to Loth or, or reminder of Loth. Okay, I'm going to take all the ones that look like reminders of Loth mm-hmm. and I'm going to exit this uh, passageway at the very top. I'm going to lay them on the ground in sort of a circular pattern. And then I'm going to cast... Um, make sure it's a lightning one. Let's see. <laughs> Stormhammer. I'm going to cast Stormhammer on them, uh, making sure that I strike them with lightning and you'll hear thunder as well. Basically just trying to melt the silver... So, okay. would you like me to roll, or how? Um, no, but I, I, I think a, a full description scene by you doing this would be... Okay, uh, placing them carefully in a circular pattern, um, pointing towards whatever uh, the highest point is of the temple that's still standing. Uh, she would take out her her sword, which is newly enhanced with gems to uh, be able to hold extra lightning and uh, and raise her holy symbol to the darkened roof of the interior um, rock. I say a little prayer and basically just intend to desecrate these symbols of the foreign god, call down the lightning and point the sword at them and strike them with as much lightning as possible. Okay. And you're trying to melt them, but are you trying to melt them to form a pattern, to just, hey, they're melted? Mm. You know, what... I'm letting the god decide what he wants to do with them. The point is I just want to change them from something that is a symbol of love. If he decides to make them into something new, excellent. The point is just to erase their purpose as a, you know, holy symbol of, of this evil goddess. So whatever they become or not become is sort of up to him. Hmm. 
Okay. Uh, the items are struck, and small little rivulets of silver start to run down one of the rock faces and into another um, indentation between two large rock blocks. Okay. They don't form anything, but you get from your deity that this is a start. Okay. I guess I would go to examine uh, the melted bits and see if I can in- get an indication of what the finish would be. Mm, since the, the, the metal itself is done, but the temple itself has not been overly besmirched. Okay, so I will keep looking for things to, <laughs> to find to uh, make sure I wipe out the memory of Lolf. You know, you've, you've basically slapped the temple versus shoved a knife in its gut. Okay, I will keep searching then for things that are more dear to the heart of Lolf. Um, just as an out-of-character reminder, it may also be a matter of phrasing and terminology as, as, as far as a language barrier thing goes. <laughs> the... Crap, how to best explain this? Your deity wants something done, and you're looking for a way to enact your deity's will. You started small, and I guess the deity is trying to find a way to impress itself upon the whole structure. Mm, okay. Mm. Is there anything else that you want to do in terms of Thorn? Trying to keep Thorn from being aware of me being close to him, but and I don't really want to go near Fluffy considering the state we're in. So I guess I'm just looking around at the temple to kind of determine a direction to go. So is there something here I can see that would be you know useful in helping me determine that? Uh, there is a path that if you're particularly careful would definitely put you at the highest point of the temple that remains and it does pass through the a field of flaming blocks or a pile of flaming blocks but uh, there's some spaces where you could pass through and not get burned okay I am all about that okay so we will come back to you for some climbing checks in a while <laughs> Sabre? yes so all these drow kind of clustered around me and are asking why, I guess. Is the... Yeah. yeah what, what's, what's the 411? She will look out at them and she'll keep her hands kind of up where, you know, it's not threatening, kind of in a more placating gesture. And she'll look out and say, unfortunately all of this was caused by a very unforeseen trap that Loth had created in the case that the city ever rebelled or fell to outside forces. But unfortunately, and she'll hang her head a little bit, I allowed this trap to be sprung. And once it was released, the force that was contained there 
descended down and proceeded to destroy the city. There's some nods, but there's also a, a suspicious look in terms of, okay, well, if, if, if you're putting yourself in this position of having admitted to something, what has happened is clearly beyond any sort of power that they know about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't see an army. There's, they start to get fretting and, and worry that there's an army, but they, some of them even, you know, when, when they say that you allowed it, they drop to their knees or they abase themselves before you as it, they would if you were loth. <laughs> she will get very embarrassed by that and try to like, motion them back up and try to dissuade them of that. She said, no, this wasn't anything that this was something that was triggered, not something we had any control over. Okay. And so once I, once I realized what had happened and we came down to see the destruction that was being wrought throughout the city, the only thing I could think of was to call upon the maiden's power to transport those who were still left. And she lit the way and she'll turn and look back at the symbol, but she's, her voice is not convincing at all. She's, she's really questioning that at the moment. The couple of the drow have been milling around and, and return to the um, surface of the circle that surrounds you. Mm-hmm. And what you can gather is that they are reporting who may have been lost and who may have been found wandering. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, there doesn't appear to be any fatalities reported amongst the faithful. Okay. And this really surprises surprises them. You know. And they look at you and they go, this, this power that's being wielded is amazing. We're used to destruction and just wholesale slaughter in order to serve an end. But in this case, you destroyed all of these things, but you must definitely love the, love the maiden because none of us have been harmed. We don't know what to do anymore. Kind of taking their culture and turning into a snow globe and shaking it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of done the same thing to her as well. Um, she'll look back at the symbol and she'll look back at them and ask, do we know how many have gone through the portal? They think about a hundred. Because there was, there was a group that they were protecting there and... They went through because uh, Orcus appeared. Mm-hmm. They tell you that you know they, they would rather face the unknown and death within the Maiden's Light than face whatever had just come out of that portal. So they believe that there was a hundred. The group you're talking to was sort of the second group that arrived after, you know, after the first. Second Which... group, same as the first. <laughs> Sorry. What what's where's where's Sabre's brain kind of in all this? Let's let's get a little more a little more 
depth as to how you're trying to fight this. She's really, her brain is just really conflicted. I mean, I think there's been a lot that's thrown at her and she's still trying to piece it all together, but there's, she feels a lot of responsibility for the whole thing. And there's a lot of guilt that kind of sits back there, whether it's rational or irrational. And, you know, seeing Orcus and the whole temple being crushed, you know, that kind of shook her quite a bit. And now she's questioning whether or not she made the right decision pointing these people towards the symbol because now she doesn't know if they're all gone to oblivion or, uh, you know, they went somewhere safe. And it, it's almost like she's wavering on not telling anyone to go through or trying to find a sign to tell people to go through. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with Cesar bailing on it, it's like that kind of threw an extra ringer into the order that she was kind of trying to piece her head around. So it, it's just a really weird place for her to be in at the moment. Okay. Um, she's about ready to break out a, a, a quarter or something, you know, a gold piece and flip it to... Yeah, she's, she, she's almost to that point. I mean, she's at a big indecision. It's like part of her wants to turn around and ask if she goes through, will they follow her? Or if she's waiting for a sign. She's She just doesn't know at this point. Okay. It's almost like it, it's on the knife's edge. It could go one way or the other. Okay. Thorn. Firstly, I'm not going to make Fluffy go down the um, fissure with me. Um, it's tight enough that uh, that you know one of us has to go down. Um, so I'm going to set Fluffy on like kind of like guard duty to to sit over the top of the um, the gap. And I'm going to try and maneuver my way down into into this hole, and okay. and see what I can do in that regard. And the easiest way I'm going to do that is to be in my normal form. Okay. And then so you start to um, wiggle yourself down. That's it. Okay. Go ahead and make an engineering check. Engineering. Uh, 16. And a 19 versus your reflex fails, correct? Fails, yes. Okay. You are able to um, get down uh, into the rock passage and get down to the level where the fissure is. Mm-hmm. As, you, as your head descends into the hole... You've come to notice that the uh, carn of stones that you had stacked up mm-hmm. is still present, still accounted for, but it's a lot closer than you remember, but, you know, it has been kind of an exciting day. As you're um, descending, though, the room gets kind of hotter, yet there's no source of heat that you can pinpoint because the, the flaming blocks are not down at this level. Yep. But the passageway slash uh, crevice 
that's lined with silver or silver colored really calls and beckons to you anytime that you look at it. Interesting. Um, hmm. I'm going to... I think I'm going to have to take a close look and I'm going to roll a perception to identify anything that might be uh, unusual about the, the silver. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Uh, 21. Okay. Um, the silver down below looks to be an even purer, richer type of silver than what you had your hands on. Does it seem molten? Uh, no, but it seems pure. Is it alluring in some fashion? Yes. There is power uh, down there. Um, I'm going to try and resist, and uh, I have a I have a bad feeling about that silver. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to to get myself closer, but not so close that I'm touching it, or okay. that I'm within arm's reach, just so I can get a better look. Okay. With that, Zanatari, uh, and your keyboard, take us out. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at genesee.com or signalsmedia.com. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels and chat room. We will be here for another episode in about five minutes. So hang out and we'll be right back. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?